And welcome to the R. Jackson Home Podcast. This week I am joined by some rock stars, uh, Zachary Charles and Diane Drogosh. Um, many of you probably know Dan from The Co, uh, where he's the event and facilities manager. But Zach, I think less people probably know you because yeah. you work out in the factory. Um, yeah, I usually don't tell people that. That's like the you know the other side of my lifestyle. Yeah. So, but it's but it's it is part of who you are. And um, so, Zach, why don't you start by introducing yourself, and then we'll come over to Dan. Yeah. So, uh, Zach Charles, originally from Kalamazoo, Michigan. Um, that's where this whole process started for me and Dan. Uh, I'd say what was it? Probably it's been a long time. We started playing together back when. We're like 10 or 11 years old, and so the whole story of how it went down was uh, we were in um, eighth grade, I think it was, and uh, there was an Elvis competition that we were doing. Um, all the way, it was, they, it was they still Elvis. like Elvis all the way that far. Well, it, oh, yeah. it was more of like a talent show themed around Vegas. Yeah. Okay. And so they, had like, so they had like this Elvis impersonation contest, and... And so anyway, there was, I think it was like four or five contestants and everybody else just went up there and did like a lip sync song. And while I, you know, talking to the, the people that were putting on the show back then, I, you know, I said, hey, you know, I'll play guitar and everything. I'd like to actually bring up the guitar and, and sing. And, and so I went up there and uh, didn't exactly do an Elvis song. I did a Chuck Berry song um, and played Johnny Be Good in front of Dressed our as Elvis. Dressed as Elvis <laughs> in our eighth grade. That was back when I had hair. And... Um, <laughs> Uh, so anyway, Dan was in the crowd apparently that night, and what was it? you said that was the the defining moment. It really was, was yeah. I saw that, and guitar. I was just like, <laughs> "Dang, I need a lifestyle change." And uh, I was playing French horn for the band, <laughs> so <laughs> guitar seemed a whole lot cooler at that moment. So, yeah. So yeah, he jumped on the guitar, and then uh, then we probably started playing. It was probably ninth or tenth grade in in high school. Yeah, I started playing in bands and throughout high school, and then we did a little stint. Our senior year doing Freebird um, cover of uh, Leonard Skinner, and then um, yeah, how it went after that was uh, he went to Michigan State, and I ended up going to the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor, and we started doing acoustic stuff between campuses. And actually, one of my buddies had a, a fraternity house, and we uh, built a stage at the fraternity house, and we would throw parties for all of our friends. They'd come out, you know, obviously a lot of beer. And, you know kegs and everything like that and so we usually had probably I don't know, 100 200 people show mm -hmm. up to those parties that we throw and oh yeah anyway they started calling it mutual live you know because and you know, can't we can't we can't relieve or uh, reveal all of our details the why we call it that but um that's what they ended up starting that's what they called it at school and um so we did that for a couple years and then um when i decided to move down to jackson tennessee is when i made a deal with dan and I didn't think he was actually going to move down with me. I said, "Hey, let's we're in between Memphis and Nashville, so let's try to give it a, a really mm -hmm. good shot." And um, yeah, that's how it all started. We moved down here and kind of elaborated a little too much there. No, that's good. And Dan, what about you? Tell us a little bit about. All right, so uh, I grew up in Kalamazoo, Michigan, as well. Um, we've I've known Zach since probably about first grade, yeah. actually. So we go way back further than what our music stuff goes. Um, the we were in the same daycare program. I mean, it was, it was a small town in Kalamazoo, so everyone knew everyone. But uh, um, like you said, yeah, I really kind of... Zach was the one who really got me into music and started, you know, the rock and roll history of, of, of us. And so... Um, but uh, now, yeah, I reside in Jackson, Tennessee, and uh, we've been down here for the last four years. 
before trying to years. trying to make a name for ourselves. Yeah, before years coming up in uh, June, yeah. June, which is uh, wild to we think about. We were only about. supposed to be here for like a year. Dan was only supposed to had only planned on being down here for about six months, and then of course he ends yeah. up meeting a girl, and you know how that goes. But that was yeah. until about two years into it. So yeah, that's right. Uh, but uh, but no, Jackson's been a great spot to to start this endeavor of ours to yeah. to start a band and do our best to to make it big. Um, but uh, but no, but yeah. Other than that, everything about me uh, just been I'm a really kind of go with the flow type of guy, and mm-hmm. of course Zach's a great driver for the whole band. And um, finding our bandmates here in Jackson was definitely a, a blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, we held tryouts and went through a number of uh, people that did not work out, and there's yeah. stories for each of those too. We yeah, well, yeah. Gladly some share of those, off yeah. off camera. Yeah. Uh, some of those aren't but, appropriate uh, for podcast. But no, I mean it's just you know the whole ups and downs of, of finding the perfect fit uh, of band members is what's been really cool to, to deal with, and uh, we found some, and we couldn't imagine playing with anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been great. So so we heard why Dan picked up the guitar because mm-hmm. he wanted to be cool. Zach, why did you pick up the guitar? trying to remember else. your uncle no my uncle helped me yeah, my uncle played guitar he played in bands when he was younger and obviously he was one of my earliest teachers um, but no the story goes I was in fourth so yeah third grade I had like you know I was in all the Backstreet Boys in sync 98 degrees all the boy bands <laughs> I absolutely loved them and, and my dad yeah my dad <laughs> My dad grew up on, you know, 70s rock, and then my mom grew up on 70s pop, and then they agreed on country music was their agreement. So I got the whole spectrum, and when I'd, you know, I'd go ride with my dad in the car, I'd get to listen to Bad Company and Led Zeppelin. And, but anyway, I was, you know, at that time, I was into, yeah, Backstreet Boys. And pop I, yeah, I don't, I don't really, you know, you don't I, I don't broadcast right? that information out audibly, but then it was actually in fourth grade, um, there was this kid that I... I went to class with and his dad was a truck driver and um, I remember he was he was drawing a picture I remember as clear as day I walk in one day and he's drawing a picture of a, of a semi because you know that's what his dad did and on the semi he wrote Led Zeppelin and I said hey that's that's the band my dad listens to and it was like that night I went and threw out all my Backstreet Boys CDs and I stole all my dad I had my dad's I had Zeppelin 4 and Zeppelin 2 that I stole from my dad and I stole all of his bad company CDs and then it was like a running joke in, in the family that, you know, my dad would buy a new CD and it wouldn't be, it'd probably be two or three weeks before I had it in my collection. And he'd always get pissed off at me that I was stealing it. That's um, <laughs> kind of funny because my, my, my first CD that I really started listening to was a, was a dual disc Aerosmith live uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, CD. And I remember listening to that like crazy when we were driving around in the car with my parents on, and with just my headphones on. And so... Then after that, my dad's like, "Oh, so you really like this this rock and roll stuff?" And so he starts tossing me his old his old CDs of what he listened to growing up, and it happened to be like Boston, Kansas, Journey, some of the softer mm-hmm. rock things. But uh, and of course, Zach's influences were Zeppelin, so he showed me that side. But uh, yeah, so yeah, you had the Black Sabbath CD too, because I remember mm-hmm. Zeppelin. You had the early and later days Zeppelin, and then the Black CD Past Lives, and then you had this little. What was that thing called? Remember, it was like it was, a it Rio. Was like a, it was like it was a, a MP3 player. Yeah, it that? wasn't an iPod, but it was. It was you know. Yeah. it all on there. So a lot of those bands are what influenced your guys' musical style. Uh, we can't forget Guns N' Roses. Yeah, that, that was, was that was the, the, the unifying band for both of us that we yeah. would just be like, oh my gosh, we, we've got to be these guys. Um, yeah, just the, the sheer attitude and 
you know, I mean, we'd spend hours in the basement just watching them. Mm -hmm. We had we had the Tokyo live Tokyo videos that we'd watch. Yeah, every, we owned every single yeah, DVD every, of Guns every Roses. single DVD yeah. movie that they had. We studied. And, yeah, of course, I'm a big ACDC fan too. But there's yeah. something about Guns and Roses that was just captivating. Yeah, that's what me and him for the most part agreed on. And, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And so, uh, and then who else is in the band? So we have Evan, um, Evan Mayo, who's from, it's Pinson, right? Yeah, grew up in Pinson. And then we have Joseph Malaszewski, who grew up. He's been here in Jackson his whole life, too. Grew up in Jackson. And then yeah. our, our newest member is actually Andrew Knight, and he joined the band probably from two Princeton. or three. He's from Princeton, Kentucky. Yeah, two or three weeks ago, he joined the band on bass, and then we moved Joseph to guitar, because Joseph, fundamentally, is a guitar player. He, he had been playing bass for us for the last yeah. few years. I think the I think the coolest part is that like Zach and I had had been playing with other musicians here in town and just wasn't working out. We just didn't feel didn't feel right. And so we had actually met Joseph the first year first year we moved down to Jackson. And at the time he just you know wasn't feeling us or had, yeah, we had prior a couple, commitments. Yeah, we had a couple other members in the band at that time that kind of rubbed him the wrong way. And so he you know he was out from the get go. But then we still kept tabs on him because yeah. we there's something about Joseph that I mean he, he knew his stuff and looked the part and we were all about that. Yeah, definitely looked the part. And yeah, we'd always watch we watched him on Facebook. Like, you know this kid's always posting stuff about his gear and everything. And like obviously he doesn't yeah. have a band. And then it was this is like two years later. Yeah, so it was like two years later. We, you know, I sent him a message on Facebook and I said, "Hey, man, you know, wanted to pick your brain. What you're doing these days? Love to have you come out and sit and talk with us sometime." And so he's like, "Yeah, I'm actually playing with this um, drummer, you know, this drummer out of Pinson. He's eight, two, seventeen or eighteen at yeah. the time, and um, I think Joseph was twenty, twenty one, and um, you know, we went to uh, that." What was that burrito place right down the road? Remember that burrito, burrito meal? Rest That's what peace. it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we went. We went there and uh, basically, you know, met Evan for the first time, and then yeah, you know, we had a practice together. It was probably one or two songs, and we knew the decision we had mm -hmm. to make, and yeah. you know, we made it and brought those guys on, on board. And I don't, yeah, like, yeah, like Dan said, I, I don't, I don't ever envision playing with anybody else. I think if you know. Obviously, if this runs its course and we don't make it, but you know, obviously, I think we are gonna do it. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't foresee myself ever wanting to play with anybody else. There's no doubt about That's that. That's special. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a true, it's a true connection. Those are good guys, and um, if you can like, stand to be with them day yeah, in, day out, yeah. and the, you know, crunched up. We all have our, we all have our, uh, you know, issues, and obviously, I can, I can be too, you know, hardcore driving at times, and then you know the other guys that you know they got their issues too. But we all balance each other out and understand each other pretty well. So um, it's more than just playing music together. Uh, right now, they're like my little brothers, and mm -hmm. you know well, that's cool. Very yeah. close to us. So. All right. Well, let's head into the first break. We'll come back and talk more about the band, what you guys are doing. So between the Tennessee and Mississippi rivers, this is our Jackson home. Uh, I think at the end of the day, you know, it's it it can get pretty. 
depressing and disappointing and, and discouraging when you when you when you know that there are so many musicians out in this world doing doing exactly what we're doing and some get the lucky break some don't a lot don't mm-hmm. but at the end of the day I think it comes down to what keeps us doing this is uh, when we put on a show we uh, we really enjoy getting a, getting our friends all in one spot um, and, and some of these these friends of ours they they may live ten minutes from each other but but find every excuse in the book to not see each other. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and growing up in Michigan, being 10 hours away from, from our hometown and, and all of our buddies, uh, it, it seems to be the only thing that gets them together is one of our shows when we come back into town. And, and if that's what it's got to be, that's what we'll keep doing. Um, so we really, we really enjoy the whole family aspect of keeping our friends and family together. And, and the joining factor is, is a show that we put on yeah. for them. And... Um, it, it, there's just no, there's no greater feeling than seeing the smiles on their faces of them seeing each other after so long when they know they probably should have seen each other sooner. But hey, that's what it is. Um, we're doing the same thing down here in Tennessee. Uh, four years is definitely long enough to make some great friends in this town, and uh, same things happening. You know, these people that we we knew two, three years ago, we don't see them anymore, and they don't, and we know they don't see their other friends too because bars close and places where people just hang out and, and meet change uh, and so but uh, we're still putting on shows and we still want to see them out there mm-hmm. hanging out with each other and, and supporting supporting us too yeah I think through our life we've been very fortunate enough that you know we've been in you know multiple different places obviously between all of us and you know spending time and you know where we originally grew up which was Kalamazoo and then you know when Dan went to Michigan State and I went to U of M and then moving down here I spent some time out in Rockford Illinois and um, and then moving down to Tennessee and, you know, in each of those places, we just, you know, like I said, we've been very fortunate that we've, you know, we've created a, 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 a tight knit group of people that, um, you know, very similar in culture, very similar in values and, and, um, you know, true friendships, which, you know, I think in this day and age are, are becoming few and far between. And, you know, we've been fortunate enough to have a lot of those people still in our life. And, and so, yeah, like Dan was saying, we've got this, you know, this idea is, you know, try to get everybody in the same place, you know, get them talking, get them interacting and, and you know, really creating a stronger bond than we already have and, and making sure that we, uh, you know, foster those relationships because, you know, in, you know, in the end, that's pretty much all that matters in, in, in our opinion. So, um, you know, like I said, we've been very fortunate about that and that's basically why we do this and why we keep doing it. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. That's a it's a better answer than I would have expected about why you like doing this. Uh, and, then there's, and then there's the other, you know, the personal aspect. You know, I, I relate it back to my dad when, you know, because my dad would, he had a really great love of baseball. And, you know, hearing him describe, you know, Saturday mornings, you know, sun's coming up, fresh cut grass. And, you know, the smell of the dew on the grass, you know, really fired him up. And it's, it's the same for us, you know. And, you know, you hear, you know, backstage in the green room or something. You know, there's 2,000 people, two 3,000 people out there in the crowd. You can hear it, you know, there's smell of cigarette smoke or you know sometimes barbecue in the air and you know you're getting fired up and you got your you know the camaraderie of it all like it's you know it's this group of guys against the world I mean that's a you know it'll fire you up and you know right when that kick drum gets going those first couple you know chords that guitar get you know strong it, it, it'll light you up like a candle and it's it's one of the greatest feelings ever it's definitely a high no doubt about it but even even if we're not playing a big show I mean we're always playing music at our house there yeah. mm-hmm. our other roommates get pretty sick of us for having guitars out everywhere and they're tripping over them but that's just how often we play them yeah um, it it's rare that we don't have three or four guitars lying yeah, we, we feel lost or, we feel lost when we haven't played guitar yeah. in over you know a few hours every single day and um i, I think that's just our way of passing time and, and enjoying that time um 
but yeah, music does mean a lot to us in, in that sense too. Well, so how so you guys write your own music? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, how does how does that work? Because that seems like that'd be a difficult process. Yeah, uh, it's it is. I, mean, I think that process is different for every single group of musicians. Um, the way we do it very uh, commonly is I'll start with a riff, um, and you know, see a few notes or hear that that sounds catchy, and kind of repeat that. And Zach's like, yeah, I like that, and then. He is uh, amazing at throwing words together in under a few minutes, and so we're already rolling with either a chorus or a verse. Um, Zach's definitely a lyricist that uh, I am not, and uh, but then after that, you know, a few few phrases, a few more repeats of that riff. Uh, you add some chords, and then you've got a, a semi structure of a song, and then from there, we really hone in on, you know, what. What are, where does this song need to go? Is it a happy song, sad song? Um, what, what do we want to talk about? Um, get that that general structure, and then after that, we'll, we'll bring in Evan and Joseph, and these guys have an amazing ear for the, the tiny things that really make a song what it is, and the hits, the stops, the the ear candy, what we call it, uh, the little licks in, in the background that uh, you know, can be very uh, make or break uh, to, a, to a great song, to a, a not-so-great song. Um, everybody's got their their talent so you know, like Dan was saying he's you know his ability to just naturally create this stuff um, you know, music it's my imagination you know it gets my imagination going and I know that's where I struggle is you know getting the song off the ground um, but you know I'm, I'm good at, at putting it together and then like Dan was saying Joseph and Evan with the, the smaller stuff that a lot of that exists in music especially in all these songs that your average person would not even pick up on. I mean, I barely pick up on a lot of the stuff uh-huh. that they add. They're, you know, phenomenal arrangers. And, um, yeah, that's at least lately that's how it's it's all the It's tough. I think one of the things that, that people underestimate about being in a band is, is egos and opinions. It's, it's something that's got to be addressed. And, um, you know, we're not gonna, I'm not going to say we don't have them, but uh, it, it is something to work at. And so Zach and I are constantly just working towards the better product. You know, it, it may seem like we're being egotistical in our, in our, in our stances of saying, you know, we don't like that or we don't like this. Um, but it ultimately comes down to, like, what is going to make the best song here? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been something we've had to work at with, uh, with everyone, it, it, even ourselves. It's just uh, it's I mean, tough. I do think we're finally getting to a point now where everybody's on the same page and, you know, really, really emphasizing that best product mentality. Um, yeah, because, it, it, you know, it gets a little... You know, it can get frustrating at times when someone makes a comment or opinion they don't like something, and it's like, okay, do you do you not like it because it's really bad, or are you just saying that because you didn't write it type mm-hmm. deal? And, yeah. and you got you got a balance between that, and um, you know, it, it really helps when you have um, when each guy is 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 a master at his own craft, where you know it's kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna tell. Or you know, I might have an idea for a drum arrangement, but you know, for the most part, when it comes to drums, I'm gonna trust my drummer that he knows what he's doing. And and you know, especially when it comes to arranging, you know, that's where Joseph, our our current you know rhythm guitarist, you know, he's got an ear for that stuff. I mean, he hears stuff that a lot of other you know a lot of us don't pick up on. So you know, when he makes a comment about the arrangement or the general um, you know feel of it, you know, I I do trust his judgment. Or we do trust his judgment on that. It's you know. And it's it's nice to be surrounded by competent people. Yeah, yeah. it makes life easier. Yeah, and, not yeah. everybody gets to experience that. Yeah. Um, well, so let's talk about the song that's out right now. Mm-hmm. What is and what's yeah. that one called? So, last call is uh, is our latest single, and uh, 
we're pushing really hard for this one. It, uh, I'll describe it here. It, in my in my mind, it is a southern rock anthem. Mm-hmm. Um, Five two Yankees. Yeah. yeah. Well, we we're, we're covered because we the rest uh, three fifths of our band yeah, is all yeah. southern, so we're good there. Um, <laughs> it's not even that. We just I, I think that's just what the song has become. Um, but no, last call. Obviously, the, the phrase is kind of re- relating to the the last call that bars kind of throw out at the end of the night, and you don't want to go home, but you have to. And um, I won't spoil the whole song. But uh, it's been it's been awesome to see this song be accepted and really enjoyed by a lot of people. Um, a lot of the other songs we released were great in, you know, in themselves, but I think this one is, is really special, and we finally found our 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 groove. Um, and of course, we recorded this song out in uh, Memphis with uh, our amazing producer Justin Reimer. He uh, this guy, man, he's done it all. He's lived the life we want to live. And of course now he's kind of settled down a little bit and we started recording some great bands and uh, he brought this song to life we we've had this song for over uh, years I mean, yeah. it started it originally started when we were seniors in college we had the all the verses made up just on acoustic and yep. um it was probably two years ago when we were filing through old iphone files of little quick clips and recordings that we stumbled across it and you know, basically, we're, you know, we say, hey, that's a pretty good verse riff. Let's try to turn it into something. So me and Dan started working on it. And it was actually within the first few months of playing with Evan and Joseph, which was, you know, that started two years ago. We kind of refined the song and developed it and and um, had, a, had a live version that we played regularly for the last year and a half. Um, and obviously, you know, cost of recording gets expensive and everything like that. So it took us a while to... Um, you know, to get the funds necessary to, you know, record it right and record it the way it should have been. And, um, so, yeah, it's been a long process. The song, you know, like I said, the song's been written for quite some time now, and, you know, we finally got it out in a, in a professional format and, you know, something that we're really proud Can't of. Can't forget the video, too. We released yeah. a music video and then, obviously, the single. Um, yeah, we, we recorded the video for our, our big show back home in Michigan um, over the summer of uh, 2016, and... Uh, it, it was just so cool to be able to capture the energy of that song and how we play it live in front of our friends and family and then for everyone else down here to see that. Um, it, was, it was a great feeling. I remember telling Zach and I were talking, it's like, man, this is like a weight lifted off our chest. Yeah. It, you put so much work and effort into something and the day you get to release it to everyone in the public is it, a really great feeling, especially when they, they enjoy it. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'd be feeling the same way I am. Um, yeah, Dan did a phenomenal job too editing the video. He spent, man, what? Well, I didn't, I didn't edit the video. Well, you I, were you were managing no, the man. whole project. Our, our buddy John Petro, I got to give a plug out to him. Yeah. He's back in Michigan and with his video team and, and whatnot. But uh, but now getting and the coolest part about this whole release is that uh, radio stations are actually really appreciating it and, and, and playing it for us. Um, yeah, yeah. I got it's, stations here in Jackson. Yeah, shout out to yeah. one two three here in Jackson who plays it regularly three times a day. So. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, very fortunate for those guys, and you know, like to thank them for all the work. Yeah, a lot of people underestimate or don't, who don't know the industry. Um, it's extremely hard to get a song on the radio. Why, why is that? Why is that? It, you, you got a lot of people with their hands tied. Um, not because they don't want to play it. It's, it's like it'd be hard to play the record. The hierarchy, tied, yeah, the hierarchy of radio stations these days are governed a lot by radio label. Uh, sorry, record labels. Okay. Um, and if you aren't on one. And we're, we're still independent, and we're doing a lot of this work ourselves. They don't, they can't play your song. Yeah, it's, a, it's unfortunate, but a lot of politics involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and you know, 
definitely the the radio or the the record labels like Dan was saying do have a lot of control over what gets played and then you get tied up with the corporate conglomerates of you know the radio station and mm-hmm. they're linked in there as well so. Mm-hmm. so it's here and then I heard you say Corinth Corinth um, Paducah Union City Union City and then uh, got a few leads in Nashville we're working on too yeah. so we're, we're trying to focus <laughs> there's a triangle between you know if you draw a triangle between Jackson Paducah and Nashville you're focusing on that area right now um, there's a lot of country and a lot of rock stations um, which the song's being played on both yeah. country and rock so, so. It's, a, it's definitely it does have the cross over effect which is another strategy that we've had to try to you know really market to both genres because you know we have influences on both sides um so yeah really trying to focus on that area and, and, and build it from there yep what um what do you see do you have you had people come up to you or like have you gotten to the point where people are like how are you sound mm-hmm. oh yeah. yeah oh yeah it seems like daily now um yeah, someone will send us a Snapchat or a video of, you know, the, the, they're driving in the car and they hear it on the radio. We get a message on Facebook saying, hey, you know, I heard that, you know, heard you guys on the mm-hmm. on 102.3. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I think the coolest part is uh, just the other day or other week, uh, we had a group of uh, high schoolers that, that knew the song. And I, I didn't do anything to, to provoke them. And, of course, they come up to me and they're like, damn, let's take a photo. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, this is cool. You know, it, it's it's just a great feeling that your hard work is paying off um, and people are, are enjoying it. And uh, hope to continue that. It definitely, as more stations pick it up and play. And then, of course, as each station picks it up, then we have a, a better possibility of playing in that, that town or their area sure. and, and putting on a better show than we could have if we didn't have that support from the radio. Absolutely. And it, speaking of shows, it's been a while since you guys have played in Sure has, yeah. And uh, it, it's not on purpose, I promise. It's just been... Uh, what was the last one? Oh my gosh. The Jacob Barker Festival back in 2016. Yeah. Yeah, so we did a benefit so concert for... April of last year. For St. Jude's. And, uh, but no, this, this show we're putting on in Jackson, this is definitely one to be at. Uh, we are putting everything we've got into this show. And... Uh, I mean, dropping lots of money on lights and sound, making sure that it is the best experience for our fans that we can give them. Yeah, we um, have two great bands, too. Um, one out, one from Jackson, the other one from Memphis. Uh, Seth Walker out of Memphis, he's stirring up the airwaves down there. Uh, got a, he's got a pretty big following and, and you know pretty good backing, and he sold out the old Newbies Club, what was it, two months ago or something like uh-huh. that? Um, so he's generating a lot of steam. Uh, he's a country act, he's phenomenal. And then um, Hunter Jordan and Back Road Therapy. Yep. From yeah, they, those boys grew up in Martin area, so they are they got a great following up in Martin. But yeah, um, good dudes. You know, all, overall, you know, really, you know, class. We really wanted this to be a, a country rock performance, yeah. um, and I don't think Jackson Jackson has a lot of musicians that, that do country and rock, but I think the the caliber of these acts, I think, would be it's gonna be it's gonna make a great show. Um, I really do, and I hope to see everyone out there. Yeah, well, so what are the details on Yeah, so details on the show. Uh, the show is at The Basement, um, spelled B-A-S-S-M-N-T. And it's... Uh, Naturally. Yes. <laughs> and uh, it is down in the little bar alley across from Cody's Saloon. So, uh, like, just for those of you who don't know, yep. it's across the street from Kmart. Correct, yeah, yep. down down the little hill. Um and uh, the club's been a number of different names, but currently it's called The Basement. And the show is June 24th. It's a Saturday night. And uh, doors open at 8, I believe. Uh, show will start around 8.30, 9 o'clock. Um, tickets can be bought online for a discounted price. And I definitely would recommend people do that. 
Yeah, and going, go going rather quickly, so we, we totally plan on selling out the show before the show. So. Yeah, and those, those tickets can be bought at our website, which is mutual-live.com slash tickets. Um, or if you don't mind giving us a few extra bucks, wait till the day of and, and pay $10 at the door. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, there might not be tickets. There might not be tickets. Um, so they're going pretty quickly now. So Yeah, so it's going to be a great show. Uh, the venue is so cool on the inside. I We can't talk enough about this place. It's a hidden gem in Jackson, in my opinion. It's got balcony. It's got two stories. Um, so the upper level, uh, you can look down and watch from, from that from that height. It's just, it's just cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a great look, and so we're working we're real close with the, the venue owners, and they're going to let us dress this place up and make it ours for the night. Um, it's not smoking. All those family people out there, come on out to um, 18 and up. Definitely, we, we'd love to see the youngsters out there supporting us and, and everything else, and uh, it's going to be a great night. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, guys, thanks for coming along. Uh, thanks for choosing to call Jackson home. Oh, this yeah. This season of your life. Hopefully, <laughs> you around for a while. And- yep. Thanks for helping Jackson become a more rocking place. Thank you. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, Kevin. Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. Today's podcast was hosted by Kevin Adelsberger. Our intro music was performed by Aaron Harden. It's recorded live at The Code. To find out more about The Code, visit the website at www.atthecode.com. To find out more about our Jackson home and to read more about how amazing Jackson is, visit our Jackson home.